In a mere 60 years, from the height of the Cold War and communist awareness to the current pushes to install totalitarian control on U.S. soil, by the very agencies and congresspeople that were meant to serve the country's interests, we have lost sight of America's ideals and its mission. Why? Maybe better yet, how to stop it. This discussion ahead on this podcast. Hello again, everybody. Uh, this is uh, Jason Powers from West Lafayette. Uh, so today we're going to uh, start with uh, a summary or a synopsis from um, David uh, David Zhang, who um, I would say he's a, a pro-Taiwan um, uh, fellow. Um, he does a lot of uh, good broadcasts. And so I'm going to play uh, a couple samples from that, and then we're going to go into a long detail on, on some other... Uh, aspects of our surveillance state as it's being agended up against us in the United States of America. So without further ado, we'll play uh, David's uh, clip. Less Less is is more. A man of his words, a general of the Great War, a forgotten president. The list goes on. But who really is Eisenhower? The quest to fund a new memorial for U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower has received a boost from an unexpected source. Taiwan pledged to donate $1 million toward the memorial. Who was Dwight Eisenhower and why does Taiwan want to pay for his memorial? Welcome to another episode of Exceptional Heroes, this time on Dwight David Ike Eisenhower. Now, we often forget who Ike was in the time passing from FDR to JFK. Eisenhower seemed sandwiched between two Democrat presidents who made big names for themselves. But Ike's foreign policies were actually detrimental to shaping the Cold War, that and his love for God. At the height of the 50s, he added this to the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. On July 30, 1956, 
Ike, after pushing for the phrase "under God" to be inserted into the Pledge of Allegiance, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed a law officially declaring "In God We Trust" to be the nation's official motto. The law, named PL 84-140, also mandated that the phrase be printed on all American paper currency. While those living in the country experienced the peaceful 50s, prosperity, and booming economy, the rest of the world was gearing towards a way different outcome. The 1950s, the earlier days of the Cold War, the rise of McCarthyism, and the end of the Korean War. Coming off the heels of President Harry S. Truman, a new power was rising in secret: Communist China. During this time, Soviet Russia and China's relationship began to deteriorate. The West still saw Communist China as the illegitimate regime, but their focus still largely on Soviet Russia. And we can look at Eisenhower's approach to global intervention through his now famous final speech: Throughout America's adventure in free government. Our basic purposes have been to keep the peace, to foster progress in human achievement, and to enhance liberty, dignity, and integrity among peoples and among nations. To strive for less would be unworthy of a free and religious people. Any failure traceable to arrogance, or our lack of comprehension, or readiness to sacrifice, would inflict upon us grievous hurt, both at home and abroad. This was his mindset going into and leaving the presidency. He believed that if we had to involve ourselves into another country, it must be decisive and big enough to succeed. Therefore, he often chose peace over conflicts. And for communism, he calls progress toward these noble goals is persistently threatened by the conflict now engulfing the world. It commands our whole attention, absorbs our very beings. We face a hostile. Ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. Unhappily, the danger it poses promises to be of indefinite duration. To meet it successfully, there is call for not so much the emotional and transitory sacrifices of crisis, but rather those which enable us to carry forward steadily, surely. And without complaint, the burdens of a prolonged and complex struggle with liberty, the stake. Only thus shall we remain, despite every provocation, on our charted course toward permanent peace and human betterment. As the so that's just a, a brief snippet. There's a, a further link in the description about、uh, the entire broadcast. I might come back to it for another snippet later. So I guess what we can get from that and gather is, you know, obviously、uh, Ike、uh, believed that、uh, the one of the ways to combat、um, the ideas of、uh, communism was to embrace the ideas of uh, uh, American traditions and values, in particular, one nation under God, in God we trust. Those phrases mean something、uh, to many Americans. Uh, they also mean other things to other Americans in this country.、Um, recently, our、uh, Commander in Chief, Mr. Joe Biden—I'm going to call him Mr. Joe,、uh, Mr. China Joe—who has decided that he doesn't embrace、uh, things like God, even though he, he、uh, nominally declares himself Catholic. 
He's no Catholic that I know. Uh, he embraces abortion, um, despite what the papacy currently um, uh, distributes as its message across the globe. Um, abortion and embracing abortionists like uh, Chelsea Clinton at a conference recently um, held and people like Dr. Fauci uh, shows the almost the insidious nature and he also embraces uh, uh, communist China, our, pay, our current uh, pope does. So I find that this is a this has been a long term objective of communism uh, to undermine and infiltrate and um, uh, destroy, you know, what is uh, American values and traditions. What is really uh, galling and, and upsetting, at least in my particular uh, feeling, is that we've uh, let them hijack uh, our institutions to such a level that the malevolence is is very real and very apparent to all of us that are even remotely uh, curious about such things. Um, it's been a long time coming. Uh, one could see the signs of this going back at least 25, 30 years in his own life. Uh, he could see how people uh, embrace nihilism and defeatism. And uh, to that point, I'll, I'm going to play a couple videos back to back from uh, released by our uh, friends at Infowars who were early, but they weren't wrong in terms of what they saw coming. And I think they, um, I think in the, the next. Uh, 20 minute segment you'll you'll get a, a gathering of what's going on so i'm gonna play them and then we'll go from there Infowars. tomorrow's news today facing long tours overseas injury or death new recruits entering one of the branches of the u.s military could always maintain morale by knowing that they were protecting cherished freedoms, namely the First Amendment. Many of the protesters expressing the portion of the First Amendment on January 6th Portions the country club in Washington, D.C. wasn't prepared to represent to the angered masses included a Air Force vet who was killed in cold blood. They had assembled and petitioned the government for a redress of grievances over a presidential election that even today still shows instances of fraud. I don't know why an audit should be such a subject of concern, but it seems to be absolutely terrifying lefty groups all across the country only to be targeted by a commission to further politicize the expanding tyranny on the hill greatest threat to the american experiment since the civil war what took place on january 6th in the united states capitol building was an act of domestic terrorism why is one form of political violence equivalent to 9-11 when a blind eye has been turned by this Congress or at least by the majority in this Congress to that same phenomenon across this country for a year. Meanwhile, Biden's new racial justice military. Act more than, listen, it's more than 40 percent of our active duty forces are people of color. It's long past time that the department's leadership reflects that diversity. Led by former Raytheon board member, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, is dead set on further eroding what makes the military tick. The job of the Department of Defense is to keep America safe from our enemies. But we can't do that if some of those enemies lie within our own ranks. And to rid our ranks of racists and extremists. We need civilian control in the form of a genuinely civilian defense secretary. For the defense secretary, in a sense, to serve as our agent 
to try to ensure that the military's understanding of liberty and security aligns with our understanding of liberty and security. I have serious doubts that he has that appreciation for what liberty and security mean in the larger sense. I am very confident that the number of extremists uh, in uh, my forces is zero. I would tell you right now that we have done everything that Secretary Austin has asked us to do in terms of training and awareness, but in my organization, I would say that number is zero. The Extremism Steering Committee, overseen by Lloyd Austin's senior advisor, Bishop Garrison, is designing a social media program that will continuously monitor soldiers for concerning behavior. A believer that our founding was in 1619 will now be vetting our armed services, a few of which go back to 1776. And since we're in the mood for vetting the military, let's check a few of Bishop Garrison's past tweets. Support for him, meaning Trump, a racist, is support for all his beliefs. If you support the president, you support extremists and racists. You support all of his beliefs as we define them. Crystal clear. You would think that this would violate the military's First Amendment protections. However, taking a page from the immunity afforded Silicon Valley with Section 230, the military brass has found a loophole in order to circumvent those God-given rights. Hiring a private surveillance firm to monitor soldiers who are risking their lives to combat the very totalitarianism they will now have to obey. Meanwhile, a clandestine army poisoning society makes the CIA look like a dusty old joke. As Newsweek uncharacteristically revealed, the largest undercover force the world has ever known is the one created by the Pentagon over the past decade. Some 60,000 people now belong to this secret army, many working under masked identities and in low profile, all part of a broad program called Signature Reduction. The force, more than 10 times the size of the clandestine elements of the CIA, carries out domestic and foreign assignments, both in military uniforms and under civilian cover in real life and online, sometimes hiding in private businesses and consultancies, some of them household name companies, as privacy becomes a thing of the past. John Bound reporting. the power of the sun harness the life giving energy we have become decadent empires are never conquered from without they implode and fall apart from within because the populations become decadent they become slovenly they become self-absorbed uh, they become nihilistic and they uh, basically uh, stop having their impulse uh, to be caring and compassionate and people stop sticking together they start thinking that you get ahead by screwing each other and then that creates an atmosphere where everybody is basically screwing each other uh, for a percentage and then society implodes because confidence is lost. We've seen this the last six, seven years in Mexico, where the corruption of the culture and of the government has become so systemic 
and so system-wide that it has now collapsed into a road warrior type scenario. And we saw this in Rome, ancient Rome. Uh, we've seen this uh, in places like North Korea. And we're now beginning to see it happen in the United States. All over the country, major cities and counties and towns are laying off many of their police officers, their fire departments, in some cases more than half the officers. And they're announcing, we are not going to respond to regular crimes, grand theft auto, home invasion, armed robbery. The officers we've got left are going to be used for fines and fees and revenue generation, basically sucking off of you. And this really shows we're going into a third world system where the taxes go up, but the benefits uh, and the uh, basic services go down and the police more and more become defenders of the ultra-rich and the big corporations and the government and go out and fully convert from aiding the public and defending the law and helping the population to being revenue generators who were there to feed off the population. So we are now going into the final phase of societal degeneration and collapse. And it's not going to take 100-plus years for the West to collapse uh, like it did Rome 2,000 years ago. We are going to see the West accelerate its collapse, and the third world nations bordering the West are already in full collapse. And this has been engineered and designed by the global social architects that want an end to the industrialized society so that they can fully bankrupt society and on its ashes build their planetary corporate dictatorship, which will reduce everyone down to the level of feudal slaves. Less than one out of a thousand will be part of the superclass. Uh, you will have a large percentage of the population, a large minority, that will be law enforcement and bureaucrats and private contractors that will enforce and suppress the population. And along with that, you see torture being promoted, the end of habeas corpus, the end of due process, secret arrest. You see the whole homeland security apparatus uh, of the past presidents and the current president that we were sold, uh, that it was designed to be used against foreigners and supposed, uh, you know, cave-dwelling, uh, you know, Al-Qaeda. And now they admit, no, it's for anti-war activists. It's for conservatives. It's for libertarians. It's for anti-GMO protesters. It's for returning vets. It's for anyone on the left or the right that gets outside of the box and realizes that we have an unelected global corporate dictatorship taking over our planet. And this entire system of secret police and the whole top secret USA system and the homeland security spy blimps and the naked body scanners at the airports and the face scanning technology and the license plate reading technology and our cell phones being tracked in real time. This was all designed from its foundation by the Pentagon funded by big corporations on record to usher in a cashless society control grid so the elite could take over society and then protect their ill-gotten gains by converting the military and police into literal East German type Stasi to suppress the population.
38 years ago, a global program began to take the blood of all children at birth and put it in secret databases. That's now declassified and admitted a decade after I exposed it. They came out a few years ago and said, don't worry, we're not saving the naked body scanner images at the airport. Now they admit they lied to you. They were saving them the whole time. Now the federal courthouses, the state courthouses, they're all rolling these systems out against the population and admitting, hey, you know what? We are saving these images. Hey, you know what? We did lie to you. We are taking your baby's blood at birth. It's not for a blood test. It's for a secret global eugenics bioweapons database. We that video was, or audio was from uh, 2010. So Alex was a little bit early, but he wasn't wrong. Um, there's an article today, post or yesterday actually, was called Total Tyranny. We'll all be targeted by the government's new pre-crime uh, pre program. It was authored by John W. Whitehead and Nisha Whitehead from the uh, Rutherford Institute, but I'm going to read it off of Zero Hedge, which is a, a good site to go to because they kind of uh, uh, they post their own articles and, and touch on a lot of different subjects. So anyway, it never fails. Just as we get a glimmer of hope that maybe, just maybe, there might be a chance of crawling out of this totalitarian cesspool in which we have been mired, we get kicked down again. In the same week, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously declared that police cannot carry out warrantless home, home invasions in order to seize gun under the pretext of their community caretaking duties. The Biden administration announced its plan for a pre-crime preventative agency. Uh, I put the link in the uh, lower box. Talk about taking one step forward and two steps back. Pre-crime, straight out of the realm of dystopian science fiction movies such as The Minority Report, aims to prevent crimes before they happen by combining widespread surveillance, behavior prediction technology, data mining, pre-cognitive technology, and neighborhood and family snitch programs to enable uh, police to capture would-be criminals before they can do any damage. This particular pre-crime division will fall under the Department of Homeland Security, the agency notorious for militarizing the police and SWAT teams, spying on activists, dissidents, and veterans, stockpiling ammunition, distributing license plates readers, contracting to build detention camps, tracking cell phones with stingray devices, carrying out military drills and lockdowns in American cities, using the TSA as advance guard, conducting virtual strip searches with full body scanners, carrying out soft cell checkpoints, uh, directing government workers to spy on Americans, conducting widespread spying networks uh, using fusion centers, carrying out constitution-free border control searches, funding citywide surveillance cameras, and utilizing drones and, and other spy bots. The intent, of course, is that the government to be all-seeing, all-knowing, and all-powerful in its preemptive efforts to combat domestic extremism. Where you run into trouble is when government gets overzealous and overambitious and overreaches. This is how you turn a nation of citizens into snitches and suspects. In the, in the blink of an eye, ordinary Americans will find themselves labeled domestic extreme, uh, extremists for engaging in lawful behavior that triggers the government uh, pre-crime censors. Of course, it's an elaborate setup. We'll all be targets. In such a suspect society, the burden of proof is reversed so that guilt is assumed and innocence must be proven. 
It's the American police state taking on the dystopian terrors foreshadowed by George Orwell, Adelius Huxley, and Philip K. Dick all rolled up into one oppressive pre-crime and pre-thought crime package. What's more, the technocrats who run the surveillance states don't even have to break a sweat while monitoring what you say, what you read, what you write, where you go, how much you spend, whom you support, and with whom you communicate. Computers now do the tedious work of trolling social media, the internet, text messages, and phone calls for potentially anti-government remarks, all of which is carefully recorded, documented, and stored to be used against you someday in a time and place of the government's choosing. So it kind of goes on from there, but uh, I think you can get the get, get the general gist of what I'm uh, uh, going down the road on. I'm sitting here trying to close out things here. Now... Uh, there's been a there's been a push and uh, a concerted push to make sure that all of us are are placed under this uh, unusual I guess you could call it uh, game plan this end game that they seem to be running on all of us. Um, Oregon just came out with its own uh, p- vaccine passport um, as as he noted with the DHS the DHS they literally call it DHS creates new center for uh, prevention programs and partnerships and additional efforts to comprehens- comprehensively combat domestic violence, domestic violent extremism. And that they don't seem to have any, um, they don't have a chill mode. Uh, there's HR 350 that's uh, being agenda. Uh, uh, I mean, it's already in the works, which is that it declares everything in a white supremacy. See, the thing is, is they're trying to use. Uh, they want to connect everything back to Trump because these people are evil. Um, they don't. They don't seem to. They. They have got it in their little brains that this is the way to go in order to destroy this country. This is what happens when you allow communism to fester and grow and metastasize into your society. Um, it becomes a, a, a very hard removal process, and there are people that think that you know this can be achieved. And it can be, but it's going to take a lot of time and it's going to take a lot of work. And conservatives are not known for being very um, cohesive. And that's one of the reasons why they've uh, used this virus, this lockdown. That was a way to divide and conquer us. That was a way to uh, get people in their bubbles, worried about their own problems. You know, plus you add in masks, you add in vaccines, you disrupt their lives. Through, uh, you know, for example, if you have kids, you have to send them to school. Well, they've disrupted school. They've disrupted work centers. They've disrupted uh, the flow of money. They've disrupted the, the, the way you run business. This has all been a very strategic military operation to destroy our society. And, and, and honestly, a depopulation scenario is, I think, formulated out of this. Because the elites are evil. They're just filled with hate. They've been filled with hate for time immortal, I think. They've always wanted to rule people by uh, by decree, by fiat, um, th- because of their amassing of wealth. You can call it through the Pareto Principle. There's always going to be people at the very top. And once they get that enormous amount of power, it seems like there's many of them that just turn into these m- just spiteful human beings towards everybody else. And this is, you know, 
of course, is this this feels the the left leftism out there, the extremism of uh, the left, the lower rungs, who see this as an opportunity to use them as a means to overthrow uh, typical, normal freedom and power of a government. Now, I am not a statist per se, but I know that there needs to be some there needed to be some uh, uh, mediating process so that people knew what their liberties were. That's why there is the beauty of the American Constitution. It is a beautiful document. Is it the perfect document? No, of course not. There were things that were compromised to back in 1789 that we would not compromise to today. But that was also a different time frame. And if you look at the majority of what was going on in the world in 1789, those those uh, particular... Um, auspices of of slavery for example probably the most uh, most uh, relevant example existed throughout the world this is not this is not new news to anybody slavery still exists to this day if you go to the continent of africa you can buy a slave in libya for like two hundred dollars it's sad but it's true people have been trafficking they're trafficking people at the border right now and that is unfortunate and it's terrible and yet we have a president, a current president, and we've had other presidents that have allowed that border crisis to continue. They exploit it. When Trump came along and said, I want to build a wall and stop it, there was a good reason for that. It's logical. It makes sense. You can fix other countries, but you can't fix other countries if you allowed them to export their problems to your, your particular country. It only makes logical sense. If you use logic, you could have a a, 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 a immigration program that works much much more uh, works better in terms of actually solving issues. Moreover, if you're a country, say say for example, the people that leave that country, just say for example that they have you know ten top scientists and they don't want to live in Guatemala anymore and they want to come to the United States and they want to stay in the United States. Doesn't that hurt Guatemala? A brain drain. Everybody wants to come to the United States. Though, by, uh, though currently, the way things are going, we aren't going to become the destination. Because we're destroying our educational system that was already being destroyed. It's been destroyed through iterations. You know, They just put a new label on it. From Head Start to No Child Left Behind to Common Core... To now they're you know hawking this critical race theory, which is just repulsive to everything this country stands for. Every single bit of that is crap, and it's being driven by evil people. I call them evil because they are evil. They're just there's no moral fiber to them whatsoever. They're power hungry. They're stupid. Most of them are very unintelligent, but they're highly manipulative. Like their manipulative, their manipulation level is probably off the charts, and so they get away with it, and they know how to hide behind certain things. When I say they're stupid, they're just not the top. They're not the sharpest people in the world. They're just, they're just, they know how they've they've used their malevolence to get to achieve their goals, and they've used the the power of uh, identity politics to get them to where they want to go. Um, there's a video that just came out, or a, a drop or release from. Uh, a good reporter who works for the National Pulse, and uh, she found some 
interest uh, found a, a video from Patrice Colors from 2015 where she's talking about calling the police a terrorist organization. The police are not a terrorist organization. The police will be turned into a terrorist organization by people like Patrice Colors and the people that are currently trying to dominate this entire country. They are the they are the they are the absolute most malevolent people you will ever meet in your world. They hate white people. They hate anybody. They hate anybody who stands in the way of their 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 view of um, exploitation. And and the thing is, is they're just being used and hustled too. See, they think they're going to get where they want to get, but eventually they will be uh, sabotaged and they will be hijacked by the people, the powers that be at the very very top. Now, there's a lot of people that got a lot of names out there that we can go down. There's organizations, you know, not only China, not only the World Economic Forum, the Bill Gateses, all these CEOs at these major corporations, banking industry. Uh, Alex Jones goes further and he he talks about five. There's like five particular banks. I might play that coming uh, play play the rest of this uh, portion, but I wanted to interject that. Uh, we're being hustled by these people over and over and over again. And it never ends. And that's why you have to be so vigilant to maintain freedoms, to maintain freedom of speech, to maintain uh, you know, uh, good, uh, valid elections. So I'm going to turn to this one um, article before. It's actually Federalist 44. And I found this uh, snippet that I think I can read here. It's kind of difficult maybe to understand, but I'll see if I can translate it after I read it. So, quote, Had the Constitution been silent on this head, there can be no doubt that all the particular powers requisite as means of executing the general powers would have resulted to the government by unavoidable implication. No axiom is more clearly established in law or in reason that wherever the end is required, the means are authorized. Wherever a general power to do a thing is given, every particular power necessary for doing it is included. Had this last method, therefore, been pursued by, by the convention, every objection now urged against their plan would remain in, in all its plausibility, and the real inconveniency would be incurred or not removed, removing a pretext which may be seized on critical occasions for drawing into question the essential powers of the Union. If it be asked what is to be the consequence, in the case in the case the Congress shall misconstrue this part of the Constitution and exercise powers not warranted by its true meaning, I answer the same as if they should be misconstrued or enlarged any other power vested in them as in general power had been reduced to particulars and any any one of these were to be violated the same in short as the state legislature should violate the irrespective constitutional authorities in the first instance the success of the, of the usurpation will depend on the executive and ju- ju- judiciary departments which are to expound and give give effect to the legislative acts in the last resort a remedy must be obtained from the people who can, by the election of more faithful representatives, annul the acts of the usurpers. So, in other words, we can, we should be able to annul the acts of the, uh, annul the acts of, of, uh, I guess, abhorrent laws, 
and we should, uh, you know, through state constitutions, or in this case, state legislative acts, we must be able to elect more faithful representatives. The idea that elections do matter, they are important, that that you should not, uh, just because somebody, uh, you know, they're going to use power to get what they want, and they're going to use whatever, they're going to, they, they have an end in mind. That's what the problem with all these uh, little little executive orders and in particular prescriptions to, to combat quote unquote domestic terrorism in a country that didn't have any prime we had no problems with our crime under trump going into 2020 none you can go look at the data crime was decreasing there were less there was less violence and the interactions between police and uh average citizen were reducing on a yearly basis, there's less than a thousand instances where there is a person who dies at the hands of the police. And of those, only 3% of those have anything to do with an unarmed shooting. Do I know they're bad cops? Absolutely. We know that. It's not a, that hasn't even been, that has never been the discussion. The discussion is, is the media's exploitation of any incident to gin up their ratings to stir up a conflict, to give these people a platform to go out and poison our society, which is what BLM is, what Antifa is. These are poisonous organizations. They have no value whatsoever. They're hustles. They hustle on their grievance, and they're being supported by corporations around the country. Bank of America uh, donated like $1 billion to fund uh, BLM, for cripes sakes. Just repulsive as hell. Just absolutely repulsive. Uh, if you if you look up who they, who got all their money, they got like ten billion dollars, ten point six billion dollars. Uh, BLM. Where did the money go? It didn't go to improving anything. These corporations just hustled everybody in this country. They're such evil. They're evil too. They're the oligarchs. They're the they're the corporate. They're the Crony capitalism, not capitalism, crony capitalism. Let's get that straight because there's so much of that that's been going around too. People label capitalism evil. No, capitalism isn't evil. It's when people develop or uh, devise ways to get monopolistic control or operating as, you know, as a, uh, uh, basically a cartel where they organize to achieve certain prices where they are organized to achieve certain ends. And moreover, when governments start in, in, in employing them or uh, employing them to distort other other freedoms, which is the corporate fascism that comes in. When you have people that are that are so uh, just interested in getting, getting uh, I mean, that's what Twitter is. That's what Google is. That's what Facebook is. All these little corporations, even LinkedIn for fuck's sake. Pardon my French, but uh, LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft. Microsoft, another e- evil corporation. These people act pretended to be good. This is what happens when you let too many nerds get in charge of things. They are always the, these people are inherently weak individuals in their mindset. They may be very smart, but they're not very. They 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 have one particular skill set, and that's it. They think they have other skill sets, but they don't. They have one particular skill set, and they harness it. To control other things. And I give them credit for that. But 
there there is that that's a reason why there needs to be mecha, there are mechanisms that should have been in place and moreover this is imp- this is probably the hardest thing for all of us see part of the reason why this this is all happening is because of the educational system teaching these people uh to hate their country to teach them that this country's evil that's why the 1619 project needs to be dead on arrival that if you are an educator out there and you, you even so much as broach that that particular topic, it should be you should you should throw that in the garbage. If you don't have the stones and the courage to stand up for what your beliefs are, you shouldn't be teaching. That's the problem with most of these teachers. They're such they're such mealy mouth idiots. You know, I know they've been indoctrinated. They think they're right. They are wrong. Most of them don't even know how wrong they are. And sadly, they probably shouldn't even be teachers at all. But uh, I, you can't get rid of them all wholesale, but and maybe they they think that they 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 blame other people for their problems. They believe they, they because of something that happened to them, but now they have a position of power and control, and they exploit that position of power and control to to demonize, you know, label people, label white people, label white males. White males didn't cause all their problems. In fact, many women caused the problems that the white males did. Remember back in the uh, uh, good old uh, South, all those uh, quote-unquote slave owners? Well, little little do you know that many of them were owned by women. Most of the plantations were, in some cases, ran and operated at the behest of women. Those women are responsible for their actions, but they didn't take any responsibility because they never do. And this isn't about shifting the blame onto them. It's, it's just pointing out a, a, a real, real a reality that existed. So there's more blame to go around than just to, to pick up. They want to pick a particular set of people to blame them for their problems. Well, I can do the same thing to them. And they, don't want to, they won't accept it. And then this becomes a conflict. Instead of accepting reality as it is today, they want to dwell in the past. I always find it interesting when people do that. I'm going off on a rant here, but um, I find it very interesting that people who who uh, <laughs> were supposed to have enough common sense to know that you're not supposed to dwell on their past, but you're supposed to learn from your past and learn from the past of history and not make the same mistakes and make better decisions and also to explore the better parts of the past because you should be able to learn from every situation. You're supposed to learn from the the certain flaws, not to hone in on those flaws, but that's what communists do. Communists and Marxists, they always pick on flaws. They always want to undermine. That's why it's critical. I mean, honestly, that's where critical is. It's the criticism of something. They they, They think they are so enlightened, but they're poisonously evil people. They don't have any enlightenment whatsoever. They don't even know how to expound on the greatness of the people of the past. They don't. They have nothing to add. No value whatsoever. They resent that. They know they can't do better than they They know they can't write better than they could. They know they can't think better than they could. And that's 200 years ago. Those people were facing hardships beyond most of these pe- most people's human comprehension today. Most people don't realize how lucky they've had it. So when you desecrate this country... And when you desecrate the Western world and where we've come to and you want to destroy this all the way back down, you don't know what you're trying to do. 
you really are ignorant if you believe that's going to be the success level that you're going to achieve something from that destruction. You're not. You will absolutely throw this throw this whole world in chaos. And maybe you think that's a good thing to do because you're a nihilist. I just wish you'd just go ahead and take care of yourself on your own instead of uh, uh, dragging the rest of us down into your cesspool of evil. Um, and, then, and like I said... Uh, there, these people, those particular, that big group of people that are like that, most of them, the vast majority of them, are just pure useful idiots. Oh yeah, there's a few technocrats in there that are going to get hired by the the elite that really have caused this jumble of chaos uh, to buy and conquer and stuff like that. Now, am I seeking? I, would I like to uh, seek a truce? I will only seek truce with people that are actually interested in trying to to build on what we what we had as a good society and get back to basics, get back to actually educating kids and improving their their welfare and not bringing up where they came from, what they look like, immutable characteristics that they can never control. This cockamamie bullshit that they've been doing. Throwing masks on their faces and forcing them to get vaccine, just utter nonsense. But of course, this is this is like I said, this is a divide and conquer effort. So I'll let uh, Alex Jones finish off where I probably uh, have already ranted enough, and we'll let it go from there, and, and we'll close out. We want your genetic number. We want to patent your blood and say that we own it. You are a product that we own, that we brainwash, that we condition. That's what this global psychological warfare system is pushing against the population of this planet. And who's at the top of this? The mega private banks. There's only six of them. And they are waging war against your local credit union. They are waging war against your local or regional bank that's actually giving you credit. They want to consolidate power. And out of their Federal Reserve Act of 1913, they have engineered crises and created thousands of trillions of dollars that they controlled that allowed them, through unfair trade advantage, to take over society. Now, in the last few years, they've passed legislation in the name of reforming banking. And what has it done? It's given this small inner coterie or clique of crony capitalists. They're not free market. They're monopoly men. They're creating oligopolies and building towards monopolies. This inner clique has gotten legislation passed so they can't be investigated by Congress and so the SEC can't be investigated by Congress and so that people like Ken Lay and Bernie Madoff can get away with their swindles in the future. This is what's going on. So the very global banks that are setting up world government and trying to pass their global carbon taxes to fund their system, they have now used the crises of the derivatives bubble to sell Congress on giving them more power to take over the entire economy. This is a fiat counterfeiting system that is waging war against the real economy and that wants to bankrupt society, just like in the old days the banks wanted the farmers not to pay their note so they would go bankrupt, so they would get the family farm. We've seen this in hundreds of cases in third world nations in the last century. 
and now it's happening again. But the same IMF and World Bank system is taking over the United States and Europe and bankrupting our society by design. And just as with the decline of Rome and so many other civilizations and empires, as things get worse and worse, the general public gets more nihilistic, more blasé. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Uh, they uh, don't appreciate any of the good things that we have. They won't defend the good things that we have. And it was the French philosopher Victor Hugo that said, adversity makes men. Prosperity makes monsters. And so you've got a bunch of self-hating people that have uh, basically uh, been drugged and hypnotized by the corporate media and the cheeseburgers and the bread and circus to the point of not even being able to have respect for themselves to stand up for society. Almost like spectators who are watching the country burn around them and almost enjoying the destruction, not consciously realizing it's going to destroy them as well. We're going to cover this more on the other side and go through some other points. Then a huge news blitz straight ahead. I'm Alex Jones. The websites are Infowars.com. So we'll leave it there. It was a it was a good broadcast, I think, from my perspective, but uh, maybe not from yours because I got off on my rant. So he reiterated what I kind of was uh, going down the, the road on. That, um, that, you know, there's people at the very top that always want this, this conflict. And they've, uh, they've used conduits. Like, for example, Gates is a conduit, you know, to control the medical platforms. Amazon to control the distribution of foods. Uh, Gates also was involved heavily in the educational programming. Um, and so because of those things, we've, uh, we've fallen, uh, fallen, fallen under the, the, the concentration of power, um, whether it be in, uh, um, DC or elsewhere and DC has turned its, uh, uh, turned its conquest, uh, ideas onto us because they're such repre reprehensible human beings. They need a war somewhere. They need to kill something. That's what DC is all about. Uh, now, they get money. They get money and power from our fear and our submission and our taxes. Um, this is what the government has become and the agencies that they have uh, uh, created and deployed. Remember, George, Her uh, George W. Bush was the one that created the Department of Homeland Security. And look at where that went with the Patriot Act and their... 50 or 75 billion dollar budget and all the things that they the companies that with the spying on people in the 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 programs they put in place um it's such it's it's turned into a quite a little pot of uh, gold for them so they have to create conflicts they're the ones who created this problem they know they created this problem but they don't care and they hired the, they've hired the little uh, programmable minions to achieve that goal. So God bless the people of the United States of America. And I hope the rest of the world can uh, fight off the tyranny that's within their countries. Have a good Sunday.